She was working hard on the new podcast and it was making her blue. One day she was crying a lot, so she decided to move to... That song has been redacted for both copyright and privacy reasons. Crazy ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Talk Nerdy to Me, baby, where we talk nerdy to you, baby. Well, <laughs> we, if you haven't guessed, are talking about something today. We are talking about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It's a show. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, to update you all. There was a show that I wanted to watch, so I did. It's called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. <laughs> Casey was like, that seems cool, and was like, I'll I mean, watch. I had known about it for a long time and always wanted to watch it. And yet you didn't. I hadn't. There's a difference. <laughs> didn't and hadn't. Two different words. Sure. Well, you hadn't yet, and so you decided to start it again, and I was like, I'm going to watch it all over again. Right away. Yeah. It was almost immediate, immediately back into it for you. Yeah. And I would do it again right now in a heartbeat. That's how, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. we're currently going through community again. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much how it was for me. Granted, there was like, there was a difference mm-hmm. of about a year before we started, or I started rewatching. Because you, you'd, you'd seen part of that show. I had seen like half of it. Yeah. Uh, so, and another final run for you but for me it was a rewatch anyway uh that took about a year this for you was how long was it before you decided that we were going to go through it together at most two weeks i don't even feel like it was that's why i think it was more like less than a week (laughs) but at most two weeks but yeah Um, so i mean it was uh, so basically i had watched a video from i think it was from modern girls about the history of the marilyn monroe dress from some like it hot Mm-hmm. And it used a reference from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend in two moments of two different songs from, like, early seasons and, like, last season. And I thought that that was, like, a really smart thing when that they were talking about with how they used it and the, like, evolution of how they used it and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, that seems actually just really cool. Because there was another person I had known that was like, this show is so great, blah, 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 blah. And I think I was just getting it confused with, was it an Amy Sedaris show? There was another one that was that I think I was just con- constantly getting this show confused with. Mm. <laughs> but then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna start this thing. It sounds smart, and it is. It really is. I had like I knew a few people had watched it, and so I was just it was kind of you know uh, faintly in, in the in periphery. the distance. Yeah, I had heard about it, and whenever I would watch. The Arrowverse shows, it would pop up because it was on the CW, and... I don't remember ever seeing it on the CW. I mean, it would, like, whenever <laughs> I would go to watch episodes on their, their oh, app on or the whatever, app thing. Yeah, it would pop up, and I was like, this seems interesting, and I would heard good things about it, and I was like, but I can't, you know I mean, I can't start a show in the middle, I have to go from the beginning. 
And my roommates at the time were, were talking about it and were watching with the last season. I was like, one day I will watch the show. And here we are. And here we are. So this is not, it's not a different kind of episode for us because we review stuff all the time. I think it's a different kind of genre. Genre. genre the genre c'est quoi. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, to give you the lowdown, is about a lady who decides to move to West Covina, California because of no specific reason <laughs> that she is willing to admit. But basically, it's a show about a lady named Rebecca Bunch who is miserable in her current life as a high-powered lawyer in New York City and gets the inspiration after running into someone she knew from a summer camp when she was like 12 or something. I think she was... A little bit older, like 15 or something, maybe. So she runs into him and he talks about how much happier he was in his hometown of West Covina, California. And she's like, you know what? I want to do that. I want that. Not just Josh, but like to be happy. And that's like a a later revelation. But like she... just upends her life, moves to West Covina, California. We meet this whole slew of characters, and it's a musical. It's a musical. It is. So every episode has like two to four songs. Yeah. Depending. Sorry. Including I, the theme songs. When you said that, I <laughs> thought of uh, Colin Mockery and Whose Line when he's doing the director thing. He says, Do it as a 1950s musical. A musical. And I, I just, at random times, that's how. That word is pronounced in my head. So it it lives rent free. In your brain. You should you should charge it rent because then we can have uh, yeah. some more in it. I always appreciate that. Because we don't get paid Speaking for this of income, podcast. Uh, man, until like part of the, like halfway through the first season, this lady is just blowing all of her money. Oh yeah, we have learned that she's really bad at money and also just... You know, bad at managing life. She's good at being a lawyer. Yeah. And that is about it. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into it, into it, let's talk our overall thoughts and opinions on the show. And then we can give our spoiler warning because we, we, we're we not going to. We don't do spoiler free. We don't do not spoilery stuff. I, I'm not good at not spoiler stuff. I'm like, I don't know what counts as a spoiler. I don't know how I'm supposed to talk about this thing without talking about the parts that are cool or not cool or whatever. Well, attempt to do that for a minute or so. I about... like it a lot. I think it's super smart. I think it has some of the best, tightest continuity of a show I've seen in a long time. And the songs are catchy as heck. They really, really are. And apparently, as we learned from Spotify... Uh, when you just listen to the songs on their own, they are unedited, and they, they are. some of them have some some different lyrics, some naughtier say. words. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's like a whole new discovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I also agree. I think it's one of the smartest written shows probably I've ever seen, mm-hmm. and just I don't know. They they really do an amazing job of making you like and care about people. Yeah, and like a stronger way than pretty much most shows that I watch. For real though, but I or think have watched. Yeah, but they they treat people like actual people. Like people have, you know, good qualities, 
bad qualities, they grow and they learn, they regress. Like, they're people. And I really, really like that. And they're not like... <clears throat> we talk about, in a lot of media, like, not letting your protagonists have flaws or characters feeling one-dimensional. And... She has all the dimensions. Man, everyone on that show is messy in some way. <laughs> I, that's that's probably the best word to yeah, describe it. Just messy. Like, there's only, like, honestly, there's only one character I don't like. And you're not supposed to. And he gets no redeeming qualities. And that's fine. But, like... I would, I would throw a second one in there. I know. But... Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later, but yeah. But um, the the thing that I like is like everyone gets their moments to shine and like have their musical number, have their highs, have their lows. Even like a lot of the really small characters still get moments, and yeah. I really I think that's cool. Like they're very aware of like their the talent of their cast, and they're also very aware of like just the way people are. And for a show that's like a parody of musicals and a parody of like theater culture in a way in in the way that it approaches storytelling it's really real and like you can go from the hijinks of you know someone hiring a hit on someone's lolo (laughs) and to you know talking about the realness of you know depression and mental struggles i was gonna say without getting too much into it right now the show i think gives mental health the utmost respect Mm -hmm. and you know the title is silly and i mean they call it out in their own theme song yeah uh but it it really does i think uh de so much about mental health and and everything surrounding it and I think does a better job than anything I've ever seen of mm-hmm. giving it respect and care and just and making know. it feel like a part of life. Yeah. Like I think what I like is they give it the proper weight, but they also don't make it feel like the only thing about a person. And like that's the balance I think that is really fun to strike. Not not even fun, just like really important because you know mental health especially if you have like a diagnosis for some kind of condition is a lot and it puts a lot of strain on so many parts of your life and your relationships and your your abilities to do things but it is not the only thing about you and i really like that they're like you know you're special for a lot of ways but this part doesn't make you special because it's not the most important thing about you yeah and so Bottom line is, we both really, 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 really love this show mm-hmm. and are super fans of it. And there's just, they just knock so many things, I think almost everything, out of the park. They keep sliding into home base. <laughs> hey. nah. uh, so, yeah, I mean, long there's short a bar of it. called Home Base. Just, if you haven't seen the show, pause this episode, mark this wherever you are, and come back to this after you've finished the show. And it's yes, all on Netflix. We will wait. All right. I'm assuming oh, you've watched the back. show. Hey. <laughs> yes. Now that you have watched all, I think it's 62 episodes, including hey. the 
the little specially special. Anyway, it was like I remember doing them. I'm pretty sure it's 62. I don't know. So if I'm right, huzzah! If I'm not, don't pay attention to that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but now we can talk spoilers. 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 So this show just like I there was a lot. I remember you telling me like people not liking the fourth season and stuff, and you had mentioned that I think when I was watching it for the first time. And I was just like, I don't get it. I will say the phrase that some people say is that, you know, it's okay to be wrong sometimes because <laughs> those people are just wrong. Yeah. I mean, here's the, the only thing that makes me sad in this show is that, you know, original Greg leaves and gets yeah. replaced by a different Greg. And it's not that different Greg is bad. He does a great job. He's a great character. He does a lot. He's just not the same type of character. And, like, they they talk about it. Like, I like the acknowledgement of the meta-ness in this show and the way that they play that up. But, like, it... I think it, one of my favorites of that in that season is just, like, oh, no, I'm here till the finale. You know, the finale of the holidays. holidays. <laughs> oh, yeah, Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah, Right? Yeah. But um, it it's just one of those things where, as a different character, I would have liked him just as much as everything... I'm just always very much aware that he's not Greg because they have such a different base. Like, original... home base? Original Greg has, like, a a sharpness to him that new Greg just doesn't have. And, you know, I... And I, I agree, but also, you know, part of him coming back is that he is a different person, yes. quite literally. But, you know, I feel like a lot of his edges were sanded off, uh... In the character, not just with the different actor choices. So, you know, I, I, I think it it still fits and it's not as... Like, they managed to make it really, really fit and it's just, you know... It's more of a personal disappointment in that, like, I like the guy who played. Yeah, I mean, Santino Fontana was really good and, and Skylar Aston is... Also very, very good. Mm-hmm. And it's like not to take away because he has one of, I think, one of the best Greg songs. Okay. The I, I hate, hate everything, everything but you. You know, it was supposed to be Bruce Springsteen, but according to our voices, it's Pearl Jam. <laughs> uh, but yeah. But I like, mean, like, here's the thing. Greg has some great songs. I like the Hey, Covina. Yeah, my favorite is But, but I, I could if I wanted, wanted to. to. Yeah. Uh, Maybe just... I will rank every single Crazy Coven song. I saw uh, Vincent Rodriguez the Third, oh. aka Josh Chan, Joshua Chan, posted something. He was like tagged and acknowledged yeah. someone ranking all of the songs. So I'll have to go check that out. Yeah, I was wondering if someone had done that. I'm sure. I mean, there's I, multiple. Versions. I might do it myself. You one. Should. And also, I really want to do like a deep dive into why I think this show is so smart. Not that this podcast is not going to talk about why I think this show is so smart. But there's a difference between, you know, talking on the fly and... On the fly. On the fly. And then also like writing down things and going back and watching it again so I can make all my notes. Mm. You know, it's not an excuse. something I just felt like saying about you that impresses me with no 
completely irrelevant to this is that you're so good at yoga yeah so let's uh let's go through why don't we go through the seasons and talk about some of our each of the seasons talk about our favorite things and some of our favorite songs sure i might have a little bit of trouble remembering exactly which ones go to which season so that's okay and if we don't i guess you'll just have to interact with us and correct us well or what are we um actually (laughs) (laughs) which if you now that you've seen the show because you're here and we're talking spoilers and if you are someone who doesn't care about spoilers well that's good for you you're amy's one of those people but also still watch the show anyway even if you don't care about spoilers and you're hey, listening to this. i heard random stuff about that show for a while just because like i told you there was a person i watched that was like always like this is my favorite show Da-da-da-da-da. i remembered none of it while watching it but you should also watch there is an, an episode of a show called i'm actually on youtube that rachel bloom is on and it's fantastic yes it, it is, is so it's good. like a what's the, like connected viewing some you know like something to watch oh in, with the, the, uh, a, like a companion piece sure in some ways sure it's just her being nerdy about musical theater stuff and so if which you've seen is the show, like this show yeah honestly here's the thing i've watched a lot of shows that are musicals or like shows that try to be musicals by far the best it feels like authentic like the musical numbers fit they have a purpose even when it doesn't seem like it and they're fun and they like strike the right tone and they are varied and just like they're just funny i mean most i mean even like the series ones like they just they're very smart mm-hmm. uh and you know in, in that video that i'm actually thinking rachel bloom talks about how <laughs> If you're going to do a parody of something, don't do like an we did an intro yeah. and copy the, the the tune and everything. You have to go a little bit off or have some opposition to it. Yeah. The other thing that I really like and I wanted to just say before we get into the, like all the seasons and I, I talked a little bit about continuity and they have it in story, but they really understand it in music when it comes to like reprises, using it as the background music of certain moments for different characters um having it as a running gag and like they just they understand what they're writing i mean they they because they treat it they treated all four seasons like one gigantic musical yeah but i also like the reason i call that out is because a lot of shows on actual like television and not streaming like not made for streaming like they're always under the thing of like we don't know if we're gonna get all of our episodes or something they were yes arwin would you like to give us your musical input? Nope. <laughs> okay. But they they never seemed to worry enough to not follow through with their story. And I don't know what their production was like, but like I appreciate that it doesn't feel like they had filler. Every episode, there's so much happening. I remember watching it for the first time being like, is this the finale? Is this the finale? Is this the finale? And no, it was episode four. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they do pack every bit they can into their runtime. So let's talk season one. One. Where it all started. Well, it has the best theme song. Yes. Like, it it is the best theme song. To the point where they They acknowledge that people are like, I missed the season one theme song. Yes. Um, I, I think it starts as a premise that feels like I'm going to hate it. (laughs) 
And by that, I mean, like, I don't like cheating storylines in general. I don't like, like, the idea of a person who, like, quits their job to move to somewhere for a guy does not feel like something that's up my alley. And, like, even watching the first episode the second time, like, having seen the full evolution of everything, there were characters in that first episode that I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I don't know if I'm gonna like these people. And, no, you love these people. Yeah, I think they, I mean, obviously, like, everything on the show was completely intentional. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, I like that it was set up in, in a, I don't want to say a traditional way, but almost then like a, Mm -hmm. well, you know, I can see where this is going, except, you know, obviously it does not go that way at all. No. And, you know, I... I don't know. I had faith, I guess, because I'd heard so many good things about it. I was like, this is all going to go in a completely different direction pretty soon. Also, and it you would just immediately does. Yeah. And also, you had just heard me going like, yes. Yeah. I, I did hear sounds from downstairs of just shouts and, and things. I mean, there's like there's one time where a pimple pops in. That was. <laughs> yep. But that was. When you we got there, you were like, "This is when I heard the shouting." <laughs> I, I knew it was going to be that too. But um, yeah, I, I, I like the first season a lot. I think the first season has a very specific tone, and I think that it goes along with, like, like all the seasons seem to with Rebecca's mental state, and it's it's very interesting to me because she's so frantic and. Like, she holds on to things with such a... Fervor. Yeah. And she's placing all of her hopes and dreams on this one thing. And so all of her energy, her intention, and, like, her everything is going into this one idea because it's what she believes will make her happy. And that's, like, the the big theme is, like, this is what will make me happy. And so she moves there for Josh Chan and starts to, like mess up his life and her and Paula just start like making everything crazy and we start off with you know Josh is dating Valencia and Valencia is like this um she's she's made to be like that girl who hates other girls because she thinks she's better than them kind of character and oh I love Valencia I love She's Valencia one of my so much. Characters, honestly. Also, Heather starts out as just like random neighbor person. Yeah. But like she was in, she's in the intro, so we like think that I love Heather. Oh, oh I gosh. love Heather so much. My my love for some of these characters literally has no bounds. Also, I was just really surprised when like Hector and White Josh got like a bump in things to do. Yeah, because I mean they were there right away. Yeah. He has Hector has one of my favorite monologues in the show and it's in season one with the table oh yeah and he talks about uh pulling out of the driveway and going <laughs> in now i have to park in the back and you know it's lots it just, of euphemisms yeah this show oh, has just so many but just i i'm so glad that hector got more to do because like i i have a feeling like that seemed like something that was probably on the sides for auditioning mm-hmm of like, okay, let's see how you do with this monologue. Because it's just, it's so Hector and like, 
I don't know. I, f- I feel like that was written ahead of time to be like to help cast. It just seems like one of those things because it's just it's just ridiculous. It's it's great, and it's also one of those things. Where, like, can you read this in a way that seems legit? Like, like it would come from your mouth. And... Yeah, it seems he's kind of like. I know I talked about community earlier, but it seems like Troy, like yeah. Donald Glover's character of just like the completely serious because is not thinking at all of what it actually means. Yep. Kind of like the or like the boil of yeah. from Brooklyn, but just yeah. I that was one of my favorite non musical moments of season one. But like uh, what what it, I like friends, friend I have friends, I totally have friends. Friends, 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 family, friends. friends. I have all the friends. Uh, that one I think was maybe the show, the song that had escaped the show, and like I had heard mm-hmm. it in somewhere else. Uh, so I think that was the, like the main song that I had heard before. But I I think that season one does just a great job at just establishing the base archetype of the characters and kind of where they're gonna go because all of the characters start off as like these kind of slightly larger than life versions of people that you might meet like daryl i didn't think i would care at all about daryl he's her he's the new boss and like is offensive in like a dumb way because like he's like i have native american ancestry somewhere so i'm gonna do all these things and i was like oh no oh (laughs) no 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 and like he ends up being such a sweetheart and like I don't know. They they just do such a good job at establishing character. I, I think getting by is in season one. I think it... Is it season one or season two? It's either like near the end of season one or the beginning of season two. So I, I, I want to say it's end of season one, but... I think it might be season two? Cause I, if it is, it's like the beginning of season two. Honestly... It's before, I think it's before Nathaniel comes in. Or right before yes because he brings but Nathaniel doesn't the... come in until late season two because mid season two is when greg leaves yeah i don't know this Somewhere is so interesting to people. Yeah. <laughs> uh but that that's a that's a, a great song oh man uh, it is and like here's the thing the representation on this show is great like the casting is diverse the characters of all genders just get to do things all genders all races and like they just get to do things and then they're not afraid to make characters bisexual pansexual you know like it it doesn't seem to matter and it's and it's never a big moment in a negative way at all it's for those of our listeners who have watched Shit's creek it's the same thing as that where it's just totally accepted and you know it's not they don't put a lot of uh i i how do i say this like they it's just accepted Mm -hmm. and 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 like there's not really like a major plot line of of that kind of like like, there's there's not a stigma and there's not like it's not a it's not a quote-unquote coming out story yeah and like it's you know, when the characters are discovering themselves, because, you know, that's one of Daryl's things is discovering that he's bisexual. And it's not a like, we don't have to go through that 
trudge through the the like oh well i have to like come out to my parents and like all of, like the homophobic yeah. story it's just like they they don't need it doesn't need that and nope. i'm honestly glad they don't do it and they just get to go and he's also like discovery this like amazing father figure for his kid and they're not afraid of also just being like you know there's nothing wrong with families his kid is like yeah this is your boyfriend this is whatever yeah and then also like they're not afraid one of the things like i know that there was a thing and they acknowledge it in the show also because spoilers uh daryl and white josh don't end up together yeah and he ends up with the lady and i'm like that is bisexuality yeah and uh yeah and and like i understand why it could be like well they had this thing and they don't because like it's just a lot of there's a lot of uh lgbtqia mm-hmm. plus couples that don't end up together in shows uh but i mean you know there is also valencia and beth which i'm glad that they they stayed together because it was that well i mean we'll get we'll get there but you know that had a very nice full circle moment but like i understand it but i mean but you also have maya who deals with the stuff with like her exes and like is bi- openly bisexual since the beginning of her character arc which is also season two, two. yeah yeah things start to blend um season one ends with what it ends with the wedding of josh's uh i want to say it was his cousin his sister was it his sister i thought it was one of his cousins no it's his sister okay because that's why she's almost in the wedding gotcha uh but yeah it ends with the like james dean oh convertible yeah, that's right driving off so into it ends the sunset. With them together and greg screwing and she- up because greg is an angry alcoholic and but it ends with like the i moved here for you, you. yeah and she tells him yeah yeah that's right oh yeah so much cringe no so no daryl and white josh are definitely together then yeah because they go to the wedding together right 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 Anyway, this yeah. is so exciting for people who care about this. Sh- don't care. They're like, what are they doing? I mean, listen, that show is all over the place, and so are we. Yeah, but so season one is the manic phase. It's all of her craziest like ideas. Season two is about her starting to kind of try to understand, you know, what she wants in relationships, and it's about her achieving her big dream of you know getting to be with josh and so like season two happens and we get like the wedding with her and josh yeah we also get some i think he's like i think near the end of season one for like one episode or two but there's more trent stuff yeah trent is trent is fun um but the end of season two because he gives josh the thing at the wedding yeah and then season two is just like where it it gets really heavy. Yeah, season two at the end is where we start to actually dive into all of uh, Rebecca's mental struggles. And not just with like her mom was, you know, emotionally abusive in a way. Um, and like her mom is a character in and of herself. But like her relationship with her mother was not healthy. Honestly, like that. I, yeah, that's because season two is when she goes into when she goes to to stay with her for a little bit. 
or is that in three? I think that might be like the beginning of three. I think it's the beginning of three because it's after there. the yeah, because she goes to yeah. to stay with her. So yeah, there there are some good moments in 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 season one and two with her and her mom. But yeah, I know it's then it's three where there's like a really really just good acting and just yeah. like emotional moment with them. Uh, but season two, uh, I we we said a little bit earlier that we love. Uh, specifically Valencia and Heather, I think that it just goes, I'm going to give some lady, some lady credit here for, cause I was like, I, I never doubted for a second that they would do what a lot of shows do. Like, okay. Most shows with Valencia would just once, once her and Josh broke up, that's it. She's gone. Yep. No, <laughs> no. She, I was just like, I have faith that they're going to keep her and just make her, a, a really likable character uh because even even in her she's like still mean even in her like worst moments in season one i still kind of liked her because gabrielle ruiz is so funny and so she's, committed she's so great uh so like even then i still liked her a little bit and but season two you get almost instantly they they deal with that and it's like oh her and rebecca's bonding at the uh, totally not burning man yeah, thing. it's so good it's so good it's like, we're gonna pee on all his stuff yeah i like the the kind of bonding over josh revenge who like his stuff with like he working at the, just the gets, store at aloha he just gets dumber yeah like they just play it up and uh i he, love that they won an so actual good. award for that for like you know portraying uh, an asian character in just an atypical way it's just like he's he's so good and like that's there's no way the show would work without everyone just being fully committed and just going just going for it all the time and he like some of some of the best moments are just like i think is it season season two might be or like end of season one is where we get father bra who's one of the greatest characters in the history of life <laughs> just in all of existence He's not so even just great. human existence all of existence oh my god father bra 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 no we watched an episode of community and there was a baby bra and we were just like oh my god i i just i remember the first time he showed up and i was like i would die for this man after like 30 seconds of screen time. He's also was one of the main writers on the show. Yeah. I, I want to give him credit where credit is due. Yeah. He's not just like Father Bra. He didn't come from nowhere. No. But yeah, I think he directed a few episodes too. He but Renee Goob, oh my gosh, dude. What? Just just a gem. Why a is gem. he not in everything? I mean, I, you could say that for like almost everyone in this cast. Like, why aren't they in everything? I don't know. Like, for real, this entire cast is just so effing talented. Like, the... Donna, who plays Paula, just needs to be in Disney. Oh my movies. gosh. Oh my god. She just needs to be in Disney. She like the mother Gothel or like that kind of she would the like a a really weird like like the way Disney's been doing its like new things. Cast her as the fairy godmother who sucks at her job. <laughs> like for real. I just I wanna see her just go like full full villain, like, you know the the modern 
like I said, Mother Gothel, like the Ursula type, just give her her villain song and just mm -hmm. let her just go off the rails. Would she would destroy would, it? <laughs> man, she would win an Oscar, like and a Grammy. Okay, so full stop. The the moments because I never, I don't think I actually cried during the show, but the times where I got close, I noticed every single one of them were between Rebecca and Paula. Holy crap, those two. Man, and like the Paul chemistry just between the two of them. They're so good. Let alone everyone else. But also like Paula, I just like you you meet her and I didn't expect to like her because her intensity is in a way that I I felt like it it was the kind of thing where like they they force themselves into people's lives and it makes me like physically nervous and then immediately was like a 180 and seeing Paula get to live her dream and get to grow from someone who was just always told that she couldn't do anything into having an actual stable friendship with uh Rebecca into having a better marriage into like achieving her dreams and getting friends and like getting like this support group not just the same way that Rebecca is really and man just it, it was the most part like uh, gets everything she wants on her own terms and you know and it it's just so good it's so good to see her be allowed to win it's so good to see characters be allowed to win like here's the thing shows need conflict and struggle and like there's plenty of it <laughs> there's plenty there is plenty it is not lacking in that no department. but the characters are still allowed to win like they have their backslides and that's fine like rebecca makes strides falls back and like they acknowledge it because that's part of the process of dealing with you know trauma with you know mental struggles and all that kind of stuff but they get to win and like the thing is i don't want to watch a show musical or not of just people being sad because they're constantly you know they're spit in the face by life like that's that's not what you want to see and i just like i don't know i just like that even in those moments like even in the the most her most manic moments in the show she still will have she'll be like okay sidebar what you said is actually okay and like here i'm going to correct you on like why this is not okay and i'm going to help better you as a person okay anyways back to this thing like <laughs> her little sidebars of like yep. oh no i'm still a, i'm still a feminist and yep. i'm still going to show you why you are wrong but anyway like yeah. those things are just it it's just adds to the brilliance of it and the the same so and the thing that this show does is just make you like people when you don't want to and <laughs> it's true the biggest showing of that for me was nathaniel yeah they so nathaniel comes in season two and they introduce him and it's all about like who's this new guy are we supposed to care about him and he's in the middle of the show yeah like middle and of by show we mean da, 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 da. yeah and then and like he comes in and he is the biggest jerk like he he seems to have no redeeming qualities other than supposed to be like the attractive new person and Oh my gosh, Nathaniel is my favorite of all love interests on this show. Like, everyone Same. is great, but, like, Nathaniel goes on a journey. <laughs> and I feel like it's a similar In journey. the woods. <laughs> In the woods. And I feel like it's a similar journey kind of to what Greg goes on, but we're not, because of the way that, like, it went with Greg leaving and then coming back, we never got to see Greg's journey. 
we get to see it with Nathaniel. And it's a completely different journey than Josh. Yeah. And so, like, I, I, I don't know. I really, really like Nathaniel. Yeah. No, I agree. He goes I, from, like, we can kill these people and ruin their entire lives to I'm a good person. Did you know that I'm a good person right now? <laughs> yes, because you. so you keep telling me. No, I think I literally just figured out what it is. It's that Josh and Greg um, have to figure out what they want for themselves. Mm-hmm. And Nathaniel is his journey is about learning compassion for mm-hmm. others. So like a lot of Josh's and Greg's journeys are both about self-reflection and self-growth. Mm-hmm. And, and Nathaniel, Nathaniel is he starts off so selfish. So he has to learn to. He has to learn to about, about empathy yeah. and compassion for other people and not looking so much on himself. Yeah, though I did feel very targeted because when I first watched the episode where he came in, he was on a treadmill desk and I was doing my exercise bike. And I was like, <laughs> I feel called out right now. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, he was one of the only people that I had already known uh, mm-hmm. before seeing the show. Because yeah. I had seen him in... This little show, an ABC family called Greek. I don't know why I watched it. I just did, but I just remember him. And goodness, what a different character he plays. And he you plays, showed me him. He is the antithesis of uh, Nathaniel in that show. You so, showed me his picture from Greek, and I was like, Like, his what? rival in that show is the Nathaniel of this. See? Or of that show. Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, 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 uh. He, so... To anyone who has also seen Gilmore Girls, he reminded me of Logan, the love interest from Gilmore Girls, if he was actually likable. And because he's the blonde rich kid. And he just, oh, I just love Nathaniel. I, I really do. Yeah. Uh, so I know we, we have done our classic stretch things out a while. Yeah. But uh, let's just talk about like the switch. Because uh, season two... The halfway mark of the show, uh, literally, I think in like the exact amount of episodes and everything, uh, the halfway mark of the show, it it just, I mean, you kind of always know it was knew it was going to get to that point in some way. It was it just, well, it was always clear that that was what was going on. It was just never clear about what they were gonna do about it. Yeah, and it just like, just crashes right into that, and just you know it. It, it does, it's still, like, even with, you know, that revelation, it's still, you still have sympathy for Rebecca and everything, mm-hmm. just because you're like, well, you know, it's it's a cause and effect of a lot of things that happened to her in her life, mm-hmm. and they do, I think they do a really good job of showing of, like, you know, the, the, what's, so... I'll just kind of go into my my feelings on season three because yep. season three is about consequence. Yes. And that's what the, the, the end of season two is, is like, this is the consequence of, of all of your actions. Yeah. Specifically, the consequences of the actions of the men in your life, mm-hmm. in, her, in her life. Yes. And it was like I th- my life. <laughs> I, I think this show does a really good job of like, you know, well, not excusing, but, you know, it just it shows of like, man, men are terrible. Uh, yeah. Well, because like. The, the big thing is, like, her father leaving her when she was a kid, and they deal with it, and the father is, like, the one character in the show that I just hate. 
Yeah. I hate it. And the I think it's either the the finale episode or the one before where he asks her for money. Yep. And it's just like, dude, mm. I can't say bruh because bruh is amazing. I know. But yeah, it, it like, it knows how to punch you in the gut when you think you're, that you're just going to have your gut hurt from laughing. And then you're like, oh, I'm feeling things. But yeah, from then on, it has that switch of like, it still has like a lot of funny stuff. Cause like season three and four have some of the funniest songs, mm-hmm. I think in the whole show. And it's still, but we're dealing with Rebecca's mental health. Yeah. Like, She's always been in therapy and she's always like had things and spoken about like her ups and downs when it comes to like her mental health and her struggles. Because Dr. Copian was from season one, right? Yep. Yeah. Dr. Copian was in season one because um, like Rebecca had always gone to some kind of therapy or whatever. But when we hit that mark, we are diving into the causes of the whys and what has built us to this point and like the consequences of not excusing your actions because of like mental struggle, but also being able to forgive because of cause. And that leads to one of my favorite moments in the show is the breakthrough that she has with her mom and that Mm -hmm. like tender moment where it was like, you know, there's always they're always butting heads and they're always at odds but there's that moment where you know she's confronted about the the pills and everything and mm-hmm. she's just like you believe so much that when she's like no i love you and like it's very very it's very strong because you know it's just it, it seems like and she feels like there's the cold shoulder from her mom mm-hmm. and there just that that whole dynamic all the time but whenever she was at her quite literal lowest, because, you know, she was... I will give trigger warnings. Yeah. Like, there's trigger warnings for things like suicide and pills and, like... Mental health, depression. Mental health, depression. Just... And even, like, I would argue, like, alcoholism and that kind of stuff. So that is something to realize going in. But, like, Netflix does have, like, those warnings at the beginning. Yeah. But... With, with her but hardcore I, yeah very much but i i just i really really liked that moment where it was like at her lowest point her mom was still there for her and really really does care and like the the extra part of that is when she goes to rebecca's dad mm-hmm. and like tells him off and it's just like you know yep and it, it really showed that despite, despite all of their bickering and everything and their you know still dysfunctional relationship you know yeah and it shows that she's just a flawed person the same way yeah and i will say like one of my favorite moments is actually like in rebecca's lowest moment asking for help like that that's a big thing yeah to me um because it shows that you can reach like what feels like your lowest low point but you can still ask people for help and survive and be okay i think that was also around the time i I believe with paula and stuff with her marriage and wanting to go back to law school and then having and it was also around the time of them like fighting and yeah yeah Yeah, which was so oh no i mean well not to bring up gilmore girls a second time it's the same thing of like i hate watching them fight there's a moment, there's a part in Gimmel Girls that I hate watching because they're fighting. And I'm like, oh, just stop it. Stop yeah. it. But all of that goes into season four. And I understand, like, why it it 
also has a bit of a tonal shift and it's well, all it's, about her it's about understanding and revelation and like not rebirth but like reconciliation i guess yeah. like we talk the the whole span of the show is kind of like the recovery so like recovery it's yeah. it's about her making sure she takes time to work through and find herself and it's about her finding her dream and that it's not a guy yeah and it's like it could easily come off preachy of you know talking about mental health and going through that and it could be like it it, it could have been very heavy-handed in mm-hmm. how they d- deal with it but it it just all felt like a natural progression with her and mm-hmm. her story and you know and she has that moment of like oh i slipped because i stopped doing the work and yep. you know those type of things like they and also the people in her life respecting and supporting and helping her on that journey is a big thing too yeah i just wanted to say that because like the whole time that when Greg comes back, he's like, is this okay for what you're working on? Like, even in the season three, they're like, are you are you good to be doing this with, like, the work that you're doing on yourself? Yeah, and there's that really, I think it's at the end of season three or, like, beginning of four, where there's, you know, Rebecca says all those things and really crosses that line. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the, it, the show and the characters let her know when those lines have been crossed but they're still at the end of the day there to to help and you know it just the i mean and it also helped them yeah there and i like there's a moment of like you know she she felt like she didn't have anything and you know there's there's an episode where all the characters are like here's how you made my life better and Mm -hmm. how you changed it like yes you came in like like just, a tornado. Yeah, but you also fix things and mm-hmm. Im- improve things, and I don't know. I just, I just really like that. So do I. And I just like how they do such a good job of making things feel natural and not unimportant, but not stigmatized. Yep. And like whether it's jail, whether it's privilege, whether it's um. Like there, there's so many things, and yeah, where the one lady was like, "I got like three years or whatever for shoplifting yep. and all that," and it's just like, "Oh yeah, we th- we tackle uh, systematic racism in prisons in this show." Yeah, they, they, they. I mean, the show really does touch on just about everything. Uh, before we hit our four hour mark, uh, mm. for the four seasons, uh. Like, I, I just, I, I know it was, like, a tonal shift, but I got to say, season four is one of my favorite seasons, yeah. and it could very well be my favorite season. It It's hard for me to pick a favorite season because there's That's so much. That's why I yeah. can't, but, Because there's so much that goes on in, like, so many things. But, like, to me, I think I, I cried at the ending of the show both times watching it, despite knowing where it was going the second time and knowing where it was going to hit, because I just, like... I like the message of it doesn't matter what you've gone through so long as you are willing to, you know, re-examine yourself and find things. And it's never too late to find what you want. And it can change. And there will be people who will support you and love you. And you have the ability to get through the hardest moments that feel like the end of the world. And that's the whole show. And I'm just like, and it does it without feeling like it's, 
being like, here's your after school special moment. Yeah. And like everything feels true to the characters. Like, I don't know. It, the, what, there's like the love square that they, oh, that the have. love quadrangle. Yeah. The love quadrangle. The math of love quadrangles. Uh, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. The, I just, speaking of the some like a hot dress that I started off this thing with. Yep. That's 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 that was really cool. What like in the the last episode, the eleven o'clock number happening at eleven o'clock, yep. and her having to make a decision and everything was really great. Uh, I like where everyone ended emotionally and stuff. Uh, I I mentioned earlier about Valencia and stuff, but I was they they hinted at it a few episodes back. But I'm like, of course, the perfect thing to make her story full circle is her being the one to propose. Yeah. And the, you know, it, it is only, we don't get to see it because so many other things are happening, but you know, finding that out and her, and her face when she's like, wait, I can propose. Yeah. It's like, yes, yes, you can. Yeah. And you should mm-hmm. because like it, to me, that was like a, a perfect cherry on the top of her story is being the one to, to do that. Well, that and like, I also will point out, like, Heather's thing about, you know, she was afraid of responsibility, afraid of, like, finding her way in life, and ends up being just, like, an amazing boss. Yeah. Like, she's just really good at being in charge of things and doing things and being, like, an innovator in companies. And then, like, she kind of does the same thing for Hector. Yeah, it's it's funny how she's, like, she doesn't want to do she's happy in her bubble bubble because she's a student uh i'm a student and then like the second she tries is like immediate success yep which is hilarious in like a you know an an ironic sense but it's just like yeah she's super good at Everything. everything yeah uh i mean you kind of have to be when you've taken every single class at college (laughs) yeah they're like you you've literally done everything multiple that di- you, like, you, you have, you to, have to graduate yeah you can't hold this back anymore uh so i, I, I like all of that moment. uh i just yeah I'm, I'm just happy where everyone everyone was at the only thing that kind of made me sad was white josh where it's just like yeah my house burned and i lost everything it's like oh no yeah that that was, was like the one person who didn't get the happy ending he's fine he's he's supposed to be the straight man to everything going around ironically yeah yeah uh he's just like that's the cynical yeah friend and stuff. i i enjoy white josh I do immensely too. like i i think it's one of the i see it the most like i have the most examples with donna uh as far as like one of my favorite things about acting period full stop is just making choices mm-hmm. and just deliveries of lines and just doing things that just i'm like i would have never have thought of that yeah. and and so many there's so many times where everyone does it but her specifically like paula's the way she says things and the way she reacts to her things face is majestic it's just it it cracks me up but uh overall i mean what you Overall, I would say you en- enjoy the ending, yeah? I love the ending. Like, the ending was great for me because I like it being about her. I feel justified because I called it, like, really early. You did. 
I was like, I think, I think it was like maybe season two. I was like, I think there's a chance she might not end up with anybody. And, and I was like, I don't know. I, I have no <laughs> but idea. You did you? But like, here's the thing. I am a sucker for a good romance in a show, in a book, or whatever. Like, I, I enjoy romantic stories. And, like, I've been a shipper for a long time. But I am much more interested in character growth and seeing her find happiness and understanding of herself was the best love story in this entire thing. She learned to love herself. And I just, like, yeah... It was a perfect ending ending for me. Yeah. And, and like, they leave it open. Yeah. that's It's also open in case she, you know, she's got to the point where, you know, if she happens, if something happens to happen, then so be it. But it's not, it's not what it's about. I like that. That Nathaniel, was, that was who a loves complete zoos, sentence. Went to go hang out with the monkeys. Yeah. I, but yes, my, my personal favorite of the three was, and I was Nathaniel. As you well. and I have a similar type. <laughs> we do yes indeed uh so to kind of end this let's talk about some of our our favorite songs just like what are uh, just any of them uh well I like love... from the season from season one the the song in the club with valencia oh my gosh <laughs> i want to wear your skin but also still have you be my yoga instructor so i can have your abs <laughs> and can't forget them heavy boobs heavy boobs heavy boobs oh that song just is painful. Like, like I appreciate it. It's cool. There's sacks of yellow fat. It's all good. But, oh, me and my non-heavy things just are in pain <laughs> watching that entire dance number. I I love that. I love... I remember loving the four white Joshes in a boy band thing. Oh, four Joshes in a boy band. Yeah. Oh, did I say white Josh? Yeah. Oh, whoops. No, just four Joshes. Oh, I... um. Hot guys can have problems too. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Josh's though, we didn't mention the fact of how cool it is that after season two, Josh stops being in every title. Oh yeah, when she hits the point of like she's done with Josh, like Josh Chan is done, he stops being in the title of every episode. And I think that that was like such a small detail that it was so good. But yeah, there's like so many. I I don't remember the name of it, but I love the the like hoedown song where like everyone's oh yeah like at the barn dance or whatever he's like i i just wanted to be in the number (laughs) (laughs) it's the one about daryl and white josh should be together yeah um i also really like the the one i've been singing for days like i'm a good such a good real good good person That song, oh, it's been in my ears for days. I also have to throw in there the fact, another reason why I ultimately am Team Rebecca, but also Team Nathaniel, is the fact that he got an entire dream episode. He did. That 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 was a good episode. Him uh, and Meyer, man. It, it was just so funny and just like... Just and now he does Hallmark li- movies. Which that episode just lights a fire on Hallmark stuff. It really does. Um, I also really like some of the more serious ballads. So I like the the song when she gets a diagnosis. Yeah. I like the song about the darkness. I like the, the like her big good. No, no, no. You're on. You're saying no, something. I like her big like Rebecca. You've done it now. Oh yeah, and you've ruined everything. everything. You stupid 
Raging water. water. I love that one oh, so much. The we should go to raging. The lame is of of it all. Like uh, I love how they parody so many things so in that good. way. Uh, what was the one I I was just thinking of? I don't know. Uh, we talked. I hate everything but you. On um, gosh, there's just there's so many. Oh oh oh, oh. the song about giving birth. Oh God, that. It it gives me nightmares. It gives me so many nightmares. <laughs> like, it's just one of my favorite Paula moments where she it's just so good. She just hers. Sorry, I was just making sure the cat is currently sleeping on the laptop. No, she is. I've been making sure that it's still recording. <laughs> um, I also love Paula's song when she decides to go to law school. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, like another reason why she should be in Disney for real. Um, I also love like Heather's song about I am the moment. <laughs> yeah. The moment like... is me. <laughs> um the oh they're just there's so many good songs. Oh the let's generalize Rise about me. <laughs> I also like you mentioned it before, but I'm g- 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 getting by. Getting, getting by. by. Yeah. Uh the uh, is it is that West Co- hey West Covina hey oh my god what? <laughs> I've lost the ability to words hey uh, West Covina yeah where he's it's in the, the piano bo- man yeah okay yep that the one's... the first one's the piano man and then they have the reprise that's why he has the piano in the reprise. yeah yeah uh he he's got a lot of those what if, and you like the but I could if I wanted to could. yeah uh gosh. Like I think they in the the special they said there was like a hundred and fifty seven or yeah, something like that. Yeah, hundred and something, something. Yeah, that was a lot of songs. So there's, there's just, so many, there's so many good ones. And I don't think that there's there are any that are bad. That's the no, crazy. thing. There are some that are like more general. Yeah. Like because they needed a song for their period sex, period sex. But um, it's a sexy gonna do a song. Well, that's like one of my favorite running gags is them using those to just be whenever. Um, oh, I also really, really love the the running gag of uh, all the things I've done for you that you didn't ask for. I like that some people get other people get the songs. Yeah, that other people have sung. Yeah, because it's cool. it's a reoccurring theme, and like that that's what I, I also like with the the period <laughs> sex song when she's like, no, you don't get to sing that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we we brought him up, about the but toothbrush. just the fact of like they're aware of like the whole even God, he's just oh Trent, oh, just God. Trent is Trent. But the fact that we see the other side of like you know we we have a whole show and silly stuff about Rebecca mm, being this crazy yeah yeah, and it's like well there's the flip side, and if a man does it, it's like oh no, people are in actual danger like. People are gonna die because he was going to kill. Yeah, the, 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 the goodness. And it and it's one of those things of like, uh, it, when women go crazy, usually you know a car gets keyed. Maybe when men go crazy, people die. Yep, and it's just like, but I mean, they they do it in the best way that they mm-hmm. know how to do, which is. The best way. Yes. <laughs> uh, just it's such a good show. Yep. Listen, I'll, I'll I 
I, I apologize for the pause because I just had a mental the mental image of Josh trying to put sheets on the bed. <laughs> and so my That's brain okay. was like, I was Hold, trying to please. think like, can I is there a way to bring up Josh trying to pose in a fridge? <laughs> <laughs> just like but my brain just all of a sudden was like, Hold for Josh putting on bed sheets. Please. Oh, I just love like, oh, can you help me take this selfie? Like here, hold the phone. It's like, okay, but it's not a selfie. It's like, no, it's a picture of my selfie. So it's a selfie. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh it's a great show if you like musicals even if you don't like musicals and want to give it a shot i think that everyone should watch the show it's so good she uh rachel bloom is making a new show eventually yeah like she she posted recently that her and alan brush mckenna are working on something new and i'm just like Okay, but where is it? I know. Why isn't I here yet? I want it. I'm so excited because like it's it's such a good show. It is such a good show. And I went into it thinking I would like it. I didn't go into it thinking that like I would love this show. It is so good. Highly recommend. You should go watch it. If you stuck through all this and didn't heed our warning about spoilers, now you have even more reasons to go watch the show. Also, I might watch it for a third time so I can make some kind of video about it because I just want to talk about the brilliance of the show. And, of course, the brilliance of West Covina, California. <laughs> I like that the interludes and like shots, there's just like shots of the freeway and stuff. Right. It's also when we watch the special and she's like the pride of the inland empire which is not in the inland empire i should have just googled this before writing this song <laughs> yeah <sighs> what a uh, good show such a good show hey if you stuck around this long you either really like crazy ex-girlfriend or you like listening to us talk about random stuff <laughs> probably in the background hello yep. hey, hello from the background hello from the background it's, this is your warning that you've been listening to something for an hour you're welcome. You're welcome. Hopefully we've entertained you while you've done your homework, cleaned your room, cleaned your apartment, walked your dog. Who knows? Tried to put bed sheets on or worked on your workbook of your self-help. Oh, man, we didn't talk about the, the, oh, there's so many songs I could bring up, but you know what? This is the end. And you have to, you it's have your homework. <laughs> you have your homework now to go watch this show. Go listen to the songs on Spotify. Go Make it so that maybe we get a movie one day. Four seasons and a movie. Four seasons and a movie. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Talk Nerdy to Me, baby. We post most Tuesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you would like to talk to us, you can find us all over the internet where I am Amory by the Sea. She is. And I am Case Crusader. She is. And <laughs> we will talk to you again into your ear rolls next time. Bye. Bye.
Prescovina. Podcast-fornia. <laughs> what does that even mean? What's, I don't know. Where is Podcast-fornia? I don't know. Same place Californication is. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do